Welcome to Against the Grain, a podcast for natural products trailblazers. Join New Hope Network and Giannuzzi Lewenden as they explore how to stay ahead of the trend curve in a COVID-19 world. Hi, thanks everyone for joining us. I'm here with Ryan Lewenden and Blake Horn, partners at Giannuzzi Lewenden. Hi guys, thanks for joining us today. Hi Jessica, thanks for having us. We're really, really excited to be here. Now that we're a couple months into 2021, what are you seeing out there in the natural products space You know that you're inspired by? What are your clients doing to adapt and, and how are you working with them now in a, in a COVID world? Yeah, um, so first of all, I mean, honestly, our, our clients are just so incredibly inspiring. <clears throat> like, you know, we work with disruptive, fast growing sort of cutting edge companies and it's in their nature to be going against the grain. It's in their nature to be finding new solutions to sort of age old problems. So while COVID has really, you know, shocked most every co- sort of category and type of business across the country, you know, we have seen our clients really thrive through this. And we have seen them kind of face these challenges head on and, and pivot in lots and lots of different ways that have helped them sort of, um, you know, that have really helped them succeed through this time. Whether that's going and um, whether that's a an alcohol company that was sort of all, you know, on premise that sort of shifted to a direct to consumer model, or whether it was companies coming out with new products that are easier to ship, and like that cost that cost less to ship and that we're able to sort of find new revenue streams through that way, or whether it was even just restructuring their own teams and, and allocating employees internally, so that they could sort of continue to maintain their workforce and sort of and and find better, more efficient ways to work in this in these different times. Um, it's just really been inspiring to see, you know, what our clients have done during these times. Um, I, I found, you know, in terms of us and how, the way we work, uh, I'd say it's sort of been par for the course. We have we probably work with you know close to a thousand companies in the space that are sort of all over the country. Um, so. You know, Zoom and video calls and emails and connecting like virtually has been part of our practice kind of throughout our history. Um, so this is this is sort of enhanced it, but it's always been the way that we work throughout. Right. Thanks, Ryan. And Blake, um, Ryan touched on sort of the proverbial, you know, COVID pivot that he's seeing with brands. What's something that you're seeing that you've been impressed by a client that's um, turned lemons into lemonade, so to speak? Yeah, I, I think the 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 word pivot and, and the word adapt are have been so crucial in, in the last year and as we're coming up on the year anniversary of when things seem to really have changed and so i've seen brands that were about to launch or had just launched and like ryan mentioned on premise is a good example with with a totally on-premise strategy putting their their in you know entire resources behind that and then all of a sudden on-premise completely disappeared and and seeing those brands able to adapt and shift to a, an e-commerce strategy, uh, that, that was really amazing to see. And so I think we're, we're going to see that continue and we're also going to see as things start to open up, are these brands that were previously on-premise or off-premise brands or a particular type of distribution 
going to be continuing with the more varied approach and that that adaptable approach and and how is that going to be received by by customers so i think it's it's really interesting to see how things have changed and and ryan used the word inspiring uh that that's a great word it's absolutely inspiring to see what our clients have been able to do over the last year or so uh in order to adapt to this this totally new world we're living in so many of our clients would re- would um, you know rely on sort of sampling or sort of you know in-person marketing or or uh, activations to really get you know create a sort of education about their product, um, whether that was in partnership with sort of like a, a workout class or a concert or something like that, just to sort of get the product out there and educate people on it. And and watching a lot of these brands sort of take that effort and move it online and create these sort of bigger, broader, sort of more digital platforms where they were educating the consumers about the product and just seeing how sort of in in almost the blink of an eye, a lot of these brands have found different ways to connect in a broader way and, and sort of educate their consumer in a much, much more platformy way. Um, that's really resonated with people these days. And, and that's really been sort of very inspiring to see how quickly they were able to execute on it. Yeah, I completely agree. And certainly at New Hope Network, we've really been experimenting, you know, what we can do to bring communities together and seeing how brands are doing that, bringing the education experience, the discovery experience, and even that, you know, serendipity and delight that can come from connecting with people and having those types of experiences um, online has been really, really exciting and inspiring for me as well. Uh, Ryan, I loved how you talked about how I think you said something like it's sort of ingrained in a lot of natural products companies to go against the grain. I think that's really interesting and certainly something that I hear so much from entrepreneurs in the natural products industry. They're doing things differently and and taking on big challenges. I want to talk about that in the context of innovation a little bit. Um, You know, as we think about what innovation means and how companies are bringing new ideas or new products to the market, what do you guys see as being the future of innovation? So, you know, I think really the future of innovation in consumer is driving towards personalization, personalized nutrition, you know, personalized um, ingredients. That is sort of where I think the future of innovation is going in this industry. Um, People right now, you sort of see everything's becoming a little bit more segmented. You know, there's product offerings for different diets, there's product offerings for different use occasions and stages, and all of that sort of, I think, growing eventually to a personalized area where, you know, once the tech and the technology is not there yet, although the product offerings are still there, but once the technology catches up and, you know, we can say, hey, Jessica's diet and her natural makeup, you know, this is, this is like the correct product mix that will sort of most benefit her. Um, I think that's where everything's going to move in the next 10, 20 years. Um, just because everything's maximizing efficaciousness, everything's maximizing sort of it's all about maximizing our our, our individual selves right now um, through more broader product offerings. But I think you are going to see that become more individualized and segmented the, the more the technology allows us to do that. 
Ryan, um, because certainly personalization, whether it be in nutrition or beauty, um, diet, everything has been on, on our radar for a while now. Do you feel that the pandemic has accelerated that or slowed it down? Uh, I think it's accelerated the desire for it, right? Consumers are looking more and more. I mean, there's certainly, you know, if you look at like what products for immunity and wellness have done during the pandemic, people are focusing more and more. And they're, and they're putting more personal attention on how can I be the best person I can be, right? How can I be the healthiest person I can be? How can I be the most um, like, uh, efficient person I can be, right? So the desire has grown during the pandemic while people have sort of been sitting around concerned about their health and, and trying to be efficient while working at home. So the desire's there and that's going to push the innovation. Um, I think the technology is not necessarily there yet, but when the desire is pushing for it, I think we'll eventually catch up to it. People have been at home uh, concentrating on these these things in health that that have have obviously been uh, of interest and growing over over the the last uh, ten and, and more years. And I think that focus has allowed people to really reflect on their own mental and physical health and, and what their needs are. And that has really fueled this, this push towards personalization that, that Ryan's talking about. And, and then I think also uh, as a result of uh, COVID and, and everything moving to, online, you're, you're seeing a, a much larger geographical spread of ideas and um, and products and brands. And, and so I think we're also going to be seeing a lot of new products and ideas coming out from a much wider reach of geographic areas than maybe the, the core uh, regions like New York and L.A. and Boulder and Austin that, that we've been seeing a lot of these types of products coming out of. I, I think that'll be a uh, you know, a nice result of of what's been going on the last year in this this new virtual world that that I think is going to stick around uh, for a very long time. Interesting, Blake. That's actually not something that I've given too much thought to. So um, thanks for that insight. And one of the things that also makes you guys unique is that you're such amazing trend spotters. I never thought I'd meet a bunch of attorneys who knew so much about trends in the natural products industry. So as we look ahead at 2021, you know, we'll have a lot of great ways to stay connected through our Natural Products Expo virtual platform, find new products products, you know, discover emerging companies, but what are some of the ways that you guys are going to be keeping your finger to the pulse of the natural products industry this year? Well, well, first of all, I think there's almost nothing that can replace the experience of Expo East and Expo West and all the discovery that would occur at those shows. I mean, you know, just me personally, uh, I've had made so many lasting relationships at either of the expos, just, you know, coming across a great, amazing product that I'd never come across before or, or meeting sort of great people. And I, I don't think there's almost, you know, I, I, I'm looking forward to the day when we can have that back because that was just such a tremendous show and such an ex tremendous experience each time. Um, in, in terms of trends and how to stay on top of them, um, staying on top of them is all about sort of interfacing with the community. And, and continuing to sort of talk to as many people as you can. Recently, I've been doing that a lot on Clubhouse. So, you know, um, you know that new app 
that uh, sort of is kind of like podcast where anyone can join in um, and, you know, getting, you know, together with a couple of my friends and, you know, on Fridays at like five o'clock, we'll jump onto a clubhouse for an hour and sort of just have a deconstructed talk and try and connect with people. But it, it is about sort of getting in front of people. It is about sort of doing the Zooms and sort of the video calls and, and continuing to interface um, and try and get some of that interaction that you couldn't necessarily get organically at, you know, the Expo East or Expo West, or jumping on one of the New Hope sort of digital platforms where, where people are getting together as well. Um, you know, in, in terms of trends for 2021, I mean, obviously the plant-based trend is is sort of continuing and, and going to continue. But what I also think is interesting is on, on the non-plant-based, on sort of the, the fish and the meat and the egg side, we're starting, while, while plant-based is becoming sort of more manufactured and we're finding different ways to turn plants into like very, very different things um, that we can consume. I see like the like the meat and the fish and the eggs are going more back to basics. They're being less manufactured and they're being more deconstructed. So you're sort of you're starting to see a much bigger focus on, you know, free range eggs, right? Grass fed beef, wild caught fish. People don't want farm raised. They don't want manufactured. They want, you know, from from not only sustainability, from sort of a um, treatment of the animal, but also from the processed part of the meat. You know, they want things that are less processed and, you know, more free range. So I think it's kind of interesting how the plant-based alternative and then, you know, the 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 the, the meat, eggs, fish that were all the alternative for those plant-based are sort of going these opposite directions of, you know, more manufactured for plant-based and less manufactured for sort of meat, eggs and um, and fish. Absolutely, Ryan. Thanks, Blake. What about you? What's on your radar trends-wise? Uh, I think a, a very strong continued push for functional foods and beverages. And that is, that's a trend we were seeing uh, before COVID uh, graced us with its presence. And that is certainly something that has become at the forefront of everybody's minds as as they're sitting at home and thinking about uh, their health. And, and I think that's that's beyond just things like immunity. That's also, uh, you know, brain brain health, adaptogens, and and so I've I've been seeing a a continued push in that direction. And and then in addition, I think uh, to to Ryan's point, fresh fre fresh foods. People have been at home uh, cooking a lot more and and focusing a lot more on. Uh, what they're putting into their bodies outside of the the types of snack foods and, and packaged uh, beverages. And I think there's going to be a lot of focus on that and a lot of focus on how do you provide better access to fresh foods in uh, in cities and, and larger regions where there's not as much access to it. And so I think uh, both of those things we're going to be seeing a lot more of in the coming years. Well, thanks, guys. You always give us a lot to think about. And um, again, thank you for your insights, for the work that you do in the industry. And I'm so glad that we are able to, to capture some of those insights and reflections here. We'll see you next time. Any parting words for the natural products community before we sign off for the day? <laughs> well, Jessica, thanks. Thanks so much for having us. We are so we feel blessed and we feel lucky to be part of the natural products community. Um, you know, we know that 
a lot of people have been sort of hit hard during COVID. We know there's been a lot of changes and uncertainty, um, but everyone hang in there. You know, we're fighting the good fight, so keep fighting it. And and I just have to echo that it's it's been a uh, it's, it's been a tough road, and I think there's there's a lot of people having a hard time out there. But it has also been a time where uh, we feel really inspired by what our clients have been able to do, and and what everybody else out there in in this community has been able to do. And I think there's there's a lot to be optimistic about. I think there's a lot of growth in in this industry and a lot of innovation that that we're going to see resulting from all of this. So uh, feeling very thankful that that we get to uh, see this stuff done every day. And uh, Jessica, thank you so much for having us. It's been great. Well, thanks to you both. Thanks for ending on the positive note and for all your positivity and inspiration and insights. Thanks for being here. Great talking to you guys as always. Thank you for listening. Join us for the next episode where Jessica will discuss how acquisitions will work in 2021 and beyond with Ryan Lewenden and Blake Horn of Gianuzzi Lewenden.